Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. But first, rewilding. Are you a fan of rewilding? And what about at historical sites? Because there's a photograph posted online of the rewilded garden in front of Trinity College in Dublin. And it sparked a lot of discussion online. I think it can look well in certain places, but outside historical sites such as Trinity, as some of the commentators have described it, they say Trinity look, looks like another derelict urban property. I want to hear your thoughts. It's 1800 453 Jared is with us on the line. Jared, you, um, you've, you've had a chance to look. You've seen the photograph that's online on Twitter. Yes, I have. And yeah. honest, it looks terrible. I'm, I'm from Cork and if I was visiting Dublin now and calling to PCD, I, I'd be pretty disappointed. I mean, I do a lot of urban gardening myself. I'm familiar with my flower garden, but you know, a, a formal lawn in front of elegant old buildings like PCD, it, it's really what's needed and it, it's very traditional. I, I, I would look on formal lawns as almost part of the structure of older historical buildings. So, yeah, I'm disappointed with that. Just describe the photograph, Jared, if you can, to listeners. Well, from memory, it looks like the grass has been allowed to grow wild and there are the remains of some, I call them weeds, some would call them flowers. Basically, a wildflower season, it's in bloom for maybe six to eight weeks and before and after, it just looks wild and uncared for, basically. What about you, Dorothy? Are you a fan of the rewilding at Trinity College? I just think it's fantastic and it shows that Trinity's are been real leaders and it takes organisations and companies like them to lead the way because Dublin is just a monstrosity of um, buildings. It's all concrete and we need those green spaces for the mental health goodness they do for um, people that are employed there, that they have places they can go. It's not just about being able to um, look at it. It's all the senses around spaces like that. And it really rejuvenates people's minds, especially if they're in a, a busy working environment, that they can take breaks. And for for organisations that have um, buildings like that, for their staff, they should be doing roof gardens where their staff can go up and have sustainable uh, roof spaces as well. So they really are an important part of the new um, way we need Dublin to develop and other cities. You see up in uh, Louth, I think it's called Old Old Bridge House, where they had the Boyne Battle. That isn't all formal gardens and clipped. You can walk around that and you can actually visualise it like it would have been in the battle. You know, we never really had loads of formal gardens. I think it came in because we had landed gentry and it was a form of employment that it took so many people to cook grasses. And we don't need that anymore. Mm. It's crazy when we have such demand on open spaces that they're all laid to lawn. And how many open parkways do you see? And it says, do not walk on the grass. So if it's not for people to use, why well, I, I is it there? This the, the particular area that we're talking about, it's it's the entrance. It's right at the front, uh, Dorothy, isn't it, of, of Trinity College, yeah. just where the, the, um, the, the, the statues, isn't it? Yeah, where you come in through the gates and uh, towards the end of Grafton Street. It's that, it's that entrance to Trinity College. Like, do you usually see people sitting around or... No, but it's a real meeting point. People wait yeah. all along those fences. You get to hear the bees. You get to smell 
any sense that's coming up from the plants. Only this summer it was in the news that they had rare orchids that had started to reappear in some of the lawns within Trinity because they stopped cutting them. It's going back to more the way Ireland was and all of our natural native species are starting to come up through the lawns. And I think that's far preferable than having these just flat, really formal spaces. We've got the botanic gardens down the road that's formal and they cut the grass really short. If you want to go see formal, go visit the botanic gardens. Okay. You um, know, over in Trinity, they have all the bees now. They're getting honey from all of the flowers within those wild spaces that they're creating. Those little pockets. They have the, the foxes now. They were tweeting all about the foxes have returned into Trinity. They had a, um, a litter of fox cubs. It's wonderful to see. Yeah. Is, is that a good thing, George, in the context of the you know biodiversity situation? I, I, there are disadvantages to rewilding in urban areas that people really talk about. And then um, for example, lawn facilitates birds like thrushes, starlings and robins that feed on worms and insects in the grass. I mean, cut the grass and you would find those birds are foraging for worms. Leave the grass grow tall and it, they, they don't do it to the same extent. The disadvantages of having um, rewilding in urban areas facilitates um, plants like Japanese knotweed. It's a serious problem in some areas, and if you leave an area get rewilded, you're not going to notice the Japanese not re- reinfesting the area. See, even in terms of providing cover for rats, rewilding an area left grown wild can facilitate rodents. You know, there are disadvantages, okay. there are advantages, but nobody really wants to talk about the disadvantages. Is that a fair point, Dorothy? No one wants I don't to talk. So, we all know that there's rats. In Dublin, you know, it doesn't take a, um, a, an overly um, long lawn to have a rat. Look at all the health and safeties around all of those meeting areas. You know, there's a lot of things in place to help deal with rat problems. You know, I think that's scaremongering and trying to put people off because animals have to coexist with us and we have to coexist with them. And nothing is too bad that there can't be a solution Mm. for, but a sustainable one. You know, we want to be mature and like let's develop in a modern way into a modern village, into a modern society and town. Is there another area within Trinity College that, you know, that could do the rewilding rather than at the very front of us, Dorothy? Well, I think they have the tree um, that had been there for over 150 years that blew down in one of the storms previously a few years ago. And they have actually let other spaces, uh, the grass grow longer. And that's when the orchids started to appear. So they had identified two ones they thought were not any longer growing in Ireland. And they are actually now coming up. So if it's left longer, who knows what else will appear? There's nothing to say Japanese knockweed is going to come in. Like that grass has been there hundreds of years. They Mm -hmm. haven't brought in new soil. I don't see how it's going to be contaminated with Japanese knotweed. You know, I don't know. Yeah, the text in from a listener who says, I actually work in, in Trinity College and I love the non-manicured look. I think it's beautiful to me, says this texter. What about you, Felgen? Are you in favour of the manicured lawn or uh, the wild the wildflower meadow? Look, I've actually never heard someone give out about them a wildflower meadow. I've only heard it in a positive light, so it was quite surprising. Um, 
the thing is, look, we have a biodiversity crisis. Our insect numbers are declining. Our bee numbers are declining. Our bee species are almost in extinction. We can't afford not to... D- I wouldn't even call it rewilding in urban areas. It's really just letting nature be in small pockets wherever possible, you know? And we have to do as much of it as possible wherever we can. So I'm, the positives are very much outweighing the, any disadvantages that I'm hearing, which, like, rodents, rodents, rats appear because of how poorly you manage your urban waste, not because of a few flowers. Have you seen the reaction to this online? Not really, no. No, to Only the fo- positive. The fo- right. Yeah, like there's a, a, a lot of commentary um, to the photographs of the, the that are up online at the moment, particularly to the front of, of Trinity College. Um, so do you it's, think we should introduce this at other historical sites? It's not just historical sites, you know. Like, or We desperately need more biodiversity in, in their countryside as well because most of it is used for animal agriculture and there's very little space for biodiversity and we need it in our urban areas as well. Like, and it's not just Trinity, we... I'm in DCU now and there's a huge section outside Albert College that was let grow for a couple of months, so almost a year. And there was a huge section outside the library, which I remember five, six years ago when I was here, it had a sign saying, don't walk on the grass. It was a kind of manicured lawn, but Mm. recently they've let it grow over most of the summer and they kind of mowed a little path through it so they could walk through it. It was beautiful. Like that's what pe- we have to do. A lot of people getting in touch though, Falgen. I think it might have been the point that Jared made a little earlier um, around the long grass and, and that providing great cover for, for rats and vermin. But do, do you disagree with that? The rats and vermin aren't eating or aren't surviving on the grass. They survive because of, you know, all this food waste we throw away and we don't dispose of it properly. We dispose far too much, you know, because of how badly... We control our waste and how much waste we make. That's what they're surviving on. It's not the flowers. Is it about three years ago that this um, that the rewilding started at the front of Trinity? I think it was announced, believe, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah. And we've had we, we've had a similar conversation a number of months back in relation to Leinster House. Yeah, I remember talking to you about the that. car you park. Know, yeah, and the. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so 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 your your point is that you think this is something that like yes, we're starting to embrace it, but we need to look at more rewilding at other you know significant or monumental or historical sites around the country. Oh, we barely scratch the surface of what we have to do when it comes to tackling the biodiversity crisis. A small lawn in front of Trinity isn't going to do it. A small lawn in front of uh, Lancaster House isn't going to do it. The idea about these spaces is you know taking these prominent spaces and doing what's right to restore biodiversity so that others can see, others can take an example out of, you know, if Trinity is doing this, if Lancaster House is is saying that, you know, biodiversity is important and they're restoring concrete and tarmac uh, car parks and turning it into wildfire meadows and places where nature and bees and wildflowers and insects can thrive, then maybe I can do that too. Maybe I should be doing something similar. So we should be taking the lead? Exactly. So and Trinity has done something wonderful here. Yeah. The text in from a listener says about Trinity, I work there and I pass the wild beds every day. It's amazing. More insects, etc. People need to cop on. There's a climate emergency. Everybody needs to change how things are done. Having pollinator friendly areas, it does make a difference. It brings a little bit of life to College Green and um, with the trams and the traffic. So this texter, another listener, you can't take a break on a pile of weeds. You can take a break, though, on the lovely manicured lawns. What about you, Abby? Are you in favour of rewilding? 
<laughs> yeah, you got me on because I said it looked like shit, but it doesn't mean right. I don't like the idea of it. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thinking, though? And I think everybody has a really valid argument. My, my, my suggestion would be that we need a middle ground because what I'm seeing myself is because of the biodiversity problem, because of the overuse of pesticides, that the natural wildflower seeds may not be as fit as they would have been 100, 200 years ago. They might not have the diversity in themselves. And so all, all we're seeing is like a monoculture of the same flower while the other species start to you know, recover. And I think there's a lot of genetic manipulation has been going on in plants. What I've actually discovered, because I'm an avid gardener myself, is if you go down to you know, the likes of the local DIY and, or, or even mm. the supermarkets and buy a plant for yourself to bring home, to enjoy, that they don't make it because they're weak. You know, their genes are weak. They've been bred and, and overbred and they're not getting that cross-pollination. And the bees are the ones that do the cross-pollination. So I think if we were to say, okay, there's a middle ground somewhere where we can have somebody go out there and not necessarily do a heavy manicure on a lawn in Trinity, but to realize that, yes, the knotweed will come in because it's a spore base. You know, it flies through the air and it just takes hold wherever it takes hold. And in the middle of the city center, there's all of the exhaust fumes, there's the people walking by and all of that. So there's no harm planting a few beautiful, strong flowers in the wildlife garden and let the wildlife come in and they can cohabitate until, the, you know, it comes in. And one of your, your listeners there was saying about the, the soil. Yeah. You know, if they went and put in more manure every year, we did that in our garden. We put in a huge, huge amount of manure and... The next year was just stunning, but it takes time. So it's, it you're not time. against you're not against rewilding um, at, at all, Abby. But it's just like, well, you know what? Just let me say that yeah. we tried to do it in our front garden. Now, yeah, this, you know, so we're living in an estate, a housing estate with gardens all over the place. I put the seeds out, the wildflower packet of seeds, put them out. They didn't take. They didn't take, they didn't grow because there's a struggle because they're battling against the environment that's there, you know, the established grass, the lawn feed that's coming in from that's probably the wrong pH, you know, it's too alkaline, it's too acidic, there's people spraying um, the pesticides all around and so these little flowers aren't strong enough so we need to maybe say five years where someone was saying bring it in the house, teach people how to do it, maybe not have the chemical pesticides as prominent in the shop okay. that have more organic ones to allow the natural diversity to come back. Some of the, the texts in relation to this, um, with regards to the front of Trinity College, nobody uses that area. It's blocked off, so it looks hideous and I think it's lazy. I'm all for rewilding, but in the correct location. Lots of green at the back of Trinity to do the same. There's other messages, Dorothy, like that as well um, from listeners who've got in touch. They're not anti-rewilding, but they're you know somewhat concerned about about maybe the location in which we do it and also like asking is it possible not to have manicured rewilding but does it need to look so wild? But look at the space that was there before and it literally was very short clipped grass and there was no value from an environmental point of view to that. It wasn't doing anything. You know, so I far prefer to have maybe possibly untidy at times looking wild space than to have that sterile green. And you're not allowed to walk on that. At least if there's um, insects coming in, you can see the plants moving, the flowers moving if it's windy. You get some of the sense of the stuff. You know, I think that's really much better for your mental health than looking at 
a flat piece of green that isn't doing anything. That's me. And the other point that the previous lady was yeah, saying about Abby, the yeah. seeds, we're really lucky in Ireland that we are an island and our seeds are actually very pure, our native seeds. And more and more people and uh, companies are harvesting our own wildflower seeds. And it's really important to protect that. You know, and I think that it will bring forward more sustainable and beautiful wild spaces. So I think people need to start getting used to it. They'll see it more and more. And maybe it's all a learning mm. curve for everybody that we learn to okay. um, curate it more going into the future. Thousands of acres and hedgerows um, all over the country without rewilding, says this texter. I think it's an excuse for laziness. Rewild with the flowers and the shrubs. Another texter, I absolutely love this. It's a great excuse now to not have to cut the grass anymore. I'll just tell people I'm rewilding. And um, is it James in Cork has got in touch to say, oh yeah, what would be, what would a solution be to save the bees and the harvesting of avocados? Thousands die every year, according to James and Cork. I did see somebody else. Oh yeah, a Mark in Kinsale. Um, is it Charles Fort in Kinsale? They have a beautiful, beautiful rewilding this summer. Hats off to the OPW as well. Look, should rewilding be allowed um, and should we embrace it more, encourage it more at some of our, you know, government OPW historical monuments and sites across the country? I want to hear your thoughts. We're talking about um, photographs posted online. This is of the rewilded garden to the front of Trinity College in Dublin and it sparked a lot of discussion um, on Twitter about this but we're having our own conversation about it here and we've heard from a number of people various different sides of the debate people who are very much in favour of rewilding and not just at Trinity College but at lots of other OPW historical government buildings that we should have it nearly at every uh, major building across the country and then a lot of other people who just think it looks wild and it's a state and it's derelict and nearly looks like dilapidated buildings according to some of the texters. So we want to hear your thoughts on this. 1800 453 106 is the number. Paul is on the line. Paul, are you manicured lawns or embraced biodiversity? Um, I'm a little bit of both actually. I think um, where it's appropriate um, certainly lots of rewilding um, perhaps though in, outside of one of the most significant buildings in the uh, capital might not be totally appropriate. So you're not against it but just depends on the location? I think a little bit of uh, yeah. common sense need, needs to be uh, used. You know, it, it's not a it's not a big area. Um, it's a building that like, you know, thousands of people pass by every single day. Um, it does look very rough, in fairness, like from the, the, the photograph that was posted online. Um, I've, I've passed by it at the odd time as well, and I'm, I've always looked at it and said, I don't really think this is this is necessary, I suppose. It's not going to contribute anything greatly, given the small size of the area, to, you know, um, the wildlife, the insects and such. I mean, there's, there's vast swathes of the country that certainly, definitely should be rewilded um, native forests replanted and everything like mm. um, vast areas but maybe a little lawn outside one of the most photographed buildings that a tourist um, will be looking at maybe not maybe not the best idea um, Carol is with us actually Paul too from Rewilding Ireland Carol I have no doubt you're in favour of it but just to pick up on Paul's point like well the, the area that we're talking about the small space towards the front of Trinity College will that make much of a difference? 
Okay, I suppose I could say I could you, we could look at it this way. Every little helps to use Tesco's words, okay? Yeah. See, I have to disagree with people sort of making maybe a little bit of an excuse by saying, oh, it's only even a front garden or it's, or it's only like a small like front lawn in Trinity College, but it does make a difference. See, if we combine a lot of small spaces, you know, in urban areas, for example, uh, see, it all adds up to a, mo a mosaic of many spaces combined, if you know what I mean. Mm. And it will make a difference. You see, if more of us rewilded, even our gardens, it would make a big difference. Most of the textures, Carla, I would um, suggest today, like it's not that people are against it, but they just think that there's certain buildings in the middle of, you know, the capital city, urban areas um, and tourist air sites like Trinity College where a lot of people will go to visit that they just don't think, like as Paul said, it's appropriate in that area. Well, you see, I have to disagree because, you see, I've noticed, I've walked, I've walked past it sometimes and I've seen locals and even tourists looking at the long grass and the beautiful wildflowers and the insects and a lot of people are getting curious about rewilding and I can see that a lot of I get the impression a lot of people don't mind it you know so I think it's more an old ingrained mindset that everything has to be like neat and tidy perfect yeah I can't imagine you know, too many people are taking their it's very there I looking. There are Instagram photographs in front of it now, but maybe I'm wrong. No, no, I'm just saying to an even take, okay, let's take the front lawn in Trinity College. Yeah. You see, we've been conditioned. We've, many, of, many of us have, we've, like, we've grown up, you know, you know, with this neat, neat and tidy mindset, okay? And I think this is why so many, many of us have become so disconnected from nature, you know, because we've been conditioned, like nearly brainwashed, that like everything, like everything has to look neat, tidy, short grass. You know, and mm. I think it's, it's like it's like I think it's really just a, like just a matter of opening our hearts and minds right. to a new way of thinking. Is that a new way of and then like like really just to 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 welcome nature back into our lives, if you know what I mean. Is that Dave is with us too, you know. Carola? Is that would you agree with that? We're, you know, we've just become so used to manicured lawns and perfect gardens that we don't embrace yeah. anything else. Hi, Andrea. How's it oh, going? Good. Yeah, uh, to an extent, I do agree to that. Yeah, I think we should also maybe look at one other thing: is the practicalities of this. Like, if you look at the European cities and the temperatures they're reaching at the moment, should we be not really looking at a shade policy as well? where we start planting more trees that give us shade in our cities. Like I see, I saw a footage recently of, I think it was Barcelona or somewhere, and mm. there's not a tree anywhere. And these extreme, we're just completely exposed to the sun. So maybe we could, we could also look at doing something like that, which will make our cities look a bit greener as well. Are you in favour of the rewilding at, um, you know, large yeah, no, tourist that, attractions? You are. Yeah, like I think it's no harm. There's one little tip for rewilding, actually, especially for front gardens. Um, if you cut around the edges of the grass and leave it all grown in the centre, it actually looks way better. Um, it's the edges that go grow wild that people often. But if you cut them and leave the centre, it actually looks can kind of trick your eye a little bit, and it looks quite well. But yeah, I'm absolutely in favour for it. Okay. But I, I agree with one of your previous posters there. You know, 
there are swathes of the country that could do with tree planting and rewilding, mm. massive swathes that could do it out in the remote parts. So we, we should also really look at them as well. Like it's amazing the amount of people who say they've kind of accidentally embraced rewilding. I'm probably a little bit like that and it's just down to pure laziness. Yeah, um, but I definitely feel we should we should plant more trees, especially in the city where the heat is kept in by the buildings, you know, and some of our, our main thoroughfares are completely exposed to the sun. And I think in the future, if this continues, it's going to be a really big thing. Is it How do we protect ourselves from the mm. sun if it's going to get hotter? Would you agree with that, Carola? We need to start planting. So, you see, that's the point more I'm trees. making, that, you know, every little bit helps if, every, if yeah. we started... You know, say, if we allowed more long grass, say, even on our public greens in our gardens and including the front lawn in Trinity College, you, you know, you, you see, it'll help, it'll actually help cool the place down. Do you know what I mean? So it's not only, and Paul has a point, it's not only about rewilding and biodiversity, but it's also about cooling the place by planting more trees, by allowing, like, as I keep saying, more wild corners in a, or, or little, or little mm. wild, wild, wild places. Uh, Pat in Dublin has texted in to say, rewilding is an excuse for the councils to do nothing. Cut the grass but have wildflower beds. Road signs are no longer visible, actually making the roads dangerous. No, 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 no. That, that's just a cop-out. You see, the thing is like rewilding, it's not about letting the place go Wild. wild completely it's intentional rewilding especially in urban areas you know what i mean like we're not dealing with a natural natural habitat as such but see it's about controlled rewilding mm. it's about mowing where it needs to be done well i thought um, dave's point was very interesting actually around how to do it to to basically cut around the the edges and then leave the exactly. rewilding in the middle uh, the texture i was actually going to say that's actually a good idea because it it this will show the public that uh, you know the revilded, rewilding yeah. is done intentionally. Is that is that why you do it, Dave? It's to to let the neighbours know that <laughs> it's not that it's pure laziness. Yeah, 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 it's to let yeah. them know that you're you're it's intentional rewilding. Exactly, it's funny you say yeah. that because there's another text in from a listener. Actually, I just where did I see it there a moment ago? Um, a closely mowed lawn is a green desert. Yeah, we need to change our aesthetic taste and judgment and learn to appreciate the value of wildlife in wilded green spaces. So we're we're judgmental basically. We just think it's down to laziness, Dave. Um yeah, to, to yeah, to I suppose so, but it's as someone said, it's just how we've you know, it's been in our culture for so long to cut your grass that maybe it's just still a bit of a hang up. But like, you know, if you do that little thing like maybe just cutting around the edges, it does kind of deceive your eyes to think that it does look a bit neater. Mm. But it also lets people know that maybe you are you know, letting it grow and you're not just being lazy, you know. Yeah. What about you, Jill? What do you think of the rewilding at Trinity College? I think it's fabulous. They did it at UCC and it looks amazing. Yeah. Should we have it at more colleges, you know, OPW buildings, sites? We should have it everywhere. As I I said to Ross there, if you can't kick a ball or have a picnic on an area, rewild it. And like your previous callers just said there, trim it, Make it look controlled, make it look like it's intentional, and it looks fantastic. 
Texter says, just try counting how many rats in Trinity's long grass versus around the lanes behind Dublin's uh, cafes and restaurants. Michael says, in the case of Trinity, it's my understanding that a rare Irish orchid was discovered, which resulted in the suspension of lawn cutting. I think councils use rewilding as an excuse and a way to save money. I think a well-maintained flowering border is better for the bees and insects as rewilding has a very short flowering period. Um, Vincent is on the line. Vincent, what's your view on this today? So it's totally anti-rewilding, um, uh, particularly in a place like Trinity College, which I think is an eyesore. Uh, but as I've listened to your callers, you know, I, I, I think if it was tidied up, it's acceptable. But really, I just wonder why uh, uh, such a prominent uh, and tourist touristy attraction is being left to go, to become an eyesore like this. We have Plenty of green spaces in our city. We have one of the finest inner city parks in Europe, in Stevens Green, a couple of hundred yards away. We have Merrion Square. We have Fitzwilliams Square. We have the Phoenix Park, not too far away either. Uh, but, you know, to take a bus into College Green in, in, uh, during the day and to see this overgrown mess, I think, is very, very disheartening. It seems to me that it started during the pandemic uh, when all of these services were kind of um, suspended. And, and I think it's just bone laziness on the part of the council now. It's an, it's an excuse for them not to maintain the city. Well, I would it's imagine like, this would be the, probably within the grounds of, of Trinity. Near, I could be totally wrong about that, and I rather than the, the local authority. But but you don't think that these um, historical, you know, uh, tourist attractions, monumental buildings in urban areas, Vincent, you don't think we should have rewilding then at them? Well, particularly Trinity College. Trinity College is there since the 17th century. You know, and and I very very much doubt that uh, it was in the uh, the mind of uh, Queen Elizabeth when she built uh, Trinity College that it, it would be um, an eyesore. You know, as far as she was concerned, it was a jewel, a jewel in the crown. And I think we should be we should be considering it uh, in a similar way. It houses one of our national treasures, the Book of Kells. Um, you know, we've got thousands and thousands of tourists uh, going through it. I was at a I was at a concert in the grounds of Trinity College there recently. They had the outdoor. Uh, rock concert season, and you know the place is just amazing. I, mm. I, I just think this is this is an eyesore. Yeah, like it's 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 um it's <laughs> there's fairly fairly mixed views on it today. Caroline says, "I went to Trinity College. I'm actually really proud of what they're doing. The whole point of a college is to educate. The fact that you're having a conversation shows it's working. It's not about the square footage, and frankly, whether or not some some visiting American tourists wants to ins- insta." The wild garden garden isn't a concern for me, says Caroline as well. Um, you're not encouraging then, Vincent, other buildings to do the same that are tourist attractions. Uh, no, not an untidy not picture. Really. No, well, it's very, very untidy. Look, if they, if they tidied it up a, a, a little bit, even you know. But as as far as it being a, a, um, an amenity is concerned, it's not. You're not going to go in there during your lunch break and, and sit in the, in the in the high grass surrounded by. By the way, incidentally, you know, I heard one of uh, one of your speakers talking about the Japanese uh, knotweed mm. and saying, you know, that the soil at Trinity College has been there for hundreds of years and it's, it's unlikely to become infested with um, uh, with with knotweed. Well, I kind of think that that just goes to show you her her lack of knowledge about gardening because you know we have birds bringing seeds, we have the wind bringing seeds. You know, just because the soil has been there for centuries doesn't mean that it's not going to be infested with Japanese. Not weed, as well as many, many other other weeds, which we're going to uh, regret, I think, in the future. But no, I'm not not in not in favour of in its current state. I think a little bit of planning 
needs to, to go into a little bit of thought. Yeah. Tidy it up. You know, Manicured rewilding. <laughs> if there's if there's such a thing. Carola, do you understand why some people are opposed to it? Well, yeah, I, I do understand where people are coming from, but I think it's also a very closed mindset, very deeply ingrained mindset. As I keep saying, we've become very, very disconnected from nature. And I mean, the thing is like, I look at the front lawn, I look at the wildflower meadow in Trinity College, and I see a beautiful wild space full of life, full of insects, full of bees. The birds will come in for the wildflower seeds. You see, the problem I have is that, um, you know, it's, it's this closed-mindedness in some ways, you know. And yeah, I, mean, I mean, of course, like, everything's about compromise, okay. I, you know, I think it's like even mowing, mowing around the edges of the, the mm. wildflower meadow in Trinity, like... Um, I think Paul was saying. Yeah, Dave was saying earlier. You know, just yeah. to, really, just um, just to show the public that um, it's an, it's done intentionally. Yeah. No, I think that's I mean? a, a lot of you know people I mean? are very and in favour of Dave's yeah, advice on a, that. It's about educating people. You okay. Know? And like I was saying earlier, I've seen tourists like they're admiring the front lawn and they're they're, they're getting curious. You know, so I think we need to we need to sort of start opening okay. our minds. I see a text in from Marion who says I can't comment specifically on Trinity as I haven't seen it but some rewilded areas look like the lazy option was taken. I'm sure there is a sweet point between a manicured look and a wild zone with all the rewilding initiatives. Is there any chance the humans might be rewilded? In the fast fashion, the beauty products, the fake tan, the makeup for a more unkept look, the environment would love us according to Marion. Um, this texter says currently driving terraces. all the way down, uh, driving all the way down the M7 just grass and green shrubs not a blossom in sight serious missed opportunity all over the unused parts of the country keep your messages coming into us lunchtime live with andrea gilligan weekdays at midday on news talk